everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Hi. Welcome home, GR Dad. Thank you. GR Dad's been gone for 10 days mm-hmm. up in Maryland. Travel in the time of COVID. Yeah, glad to have you back, safe, uninfected, or so it seems. Weirdly, good to be back, even though Florida's, times, Florida's times not tough. statistically the best place to be. That's true. The cocktail of the week, of course, right when it was my turn to talk, I put a cherry in my mouth. That's all on you there, Golbeck. Chew that off the mic. Okay. The cocktail of the week is the Bermuda Rum Swizzle in honor of the Swizz. Oh, yeah. That's good. It's got light rum. It's got dark rum, pineapple, orange juice, bunch of bitters, heavy on the bitters because I'm bitter. (laughs) You you don't know bitter. (laughs) You think you're bitter? That's nothing. Some grenadine in there. I'm like the bane of bitter. I grew up in bitter. Well, it was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so we recorded the last podcast, I think, like on a Monday before we dropped it. Like it just sat for a while. And then, so you've been gone for like, <coughs> excuse me, a really long time. Who, me? A week, yes. More than a week. I left on a Wednesday. Yeah, and it's Thursday. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Yeah, like, eight nine days. Nine days. Uh, eight yeah. days got to count both those Wednesdays. All right. I, I'm not sure that's not double counting, but that's fine. You're the math professor. <laughs> that's right. Wednesday to Tuesday would be seven days. Oh. Huh? Yeah. oh. Ah, I got a PhD in this. <laughs> in counting days of the week. <laughs> that's a weak PhD, I'll tell you. You know, whatever. A lot of fourth graders who have a PhD in counting, too. And yet here our Harvard graduate can't even get right the number of days he was gone for. So, good job, fourth graders. Wasn't that a show? Are you smarter than a fifth grader? That definitely was a show. I think Jeff Foxworthy hosted it. You just kind of made some rule up and are now lording it over me like I was actually that wrong when you just counted differently. Right. I counted days you were gone, and you told me I was wrong. I wasn't gone on the first Wednesday, technically. <laughs> Wait, why? You left. Yeah. I'm sorry. What time did we get up to take you to the airport? Uh, like five. Five? You were gone before it was light outside. I'm just saying, technically, I was here on Wednesday and I'm here on <laughs> Thursday, so, you know, it's not as bad. Yeah, you're a real glass, glass half full kind of guy in terms of your presence. Yeah. Well, Jen, you saw me from like 5.30 to 6.15 when you took me to the airport. Oh, so that was early. That was oh, all dark. So painful. That was not happy. Yeah. All right, so, we, man, I've got a really long list of stuff for us to talk about. Uh, it was a long list before things started going bad. And before now, the counting fiasco. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God, there's so much to say. So I think we're just going to get the sad stuff out of the way at the beginning. Yeah. Um, I don't know how long this is going to last, so if you don't want to hear the sad stuff, fast forward 10 minutes and see if we're sounding more chipper. Yep. Okay, uh, you want to talk about the Swizz or St. Patrick first? Swizz. So the Swizz, so Dad left on a Wednesday, and the Swizz had started having a nosebleed on Sunday, I the think. Sunday the before Sunday I before left. you yeah, left, because yeah. uh, I was running, and you were home with them, and I came home from that run, and you're like, Swizz has a nosebleed again. And I knew this because she's like lying in a puddle of blood. Yeah, uh... <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be hard to not be too gruesome with this. Like, we're not going to be extravagant or gratuitously gruesome about it, but... uh, It was a bloody nose. Yeah, and 
And so she has had bloody noses before, which we've talked about. And normally, not normally, every single time they stopped within 24 hours. Sometimes 24 hours on the dot never lasted longer than that. Yeah, didn't go, didn't last a lot less either. But but 24 hours was kind of the yeah fix itself. Uh, so this one started on Sunday and it did not stop, basically at all. Uh, it no. kind of stopped on day 10, like Monday. Yeah, when I was gone. When you were gone. So so it started on a Sunday and it bled for a full week and into the next Monday. And then it kind of had stopped. And I was like, well, this is great. I'm relieved that it has stopped. Um, so that was fine. It was concerning. And I did take her to the vet in the middle. So after Jared had left, I was like, so this is... This nosebleed's now been on for whatever, five days. It usually only lasts 24. The thing is, there's not much they can do because we'd had her in for this a bunch of times. And so they ran a bunch more blood work and gave her some vitamin K, which can help with clotting because her clotting factors were low. Who knew? I didn't even know there was a vitamin K. Really? Yeah. It sounds like something fake, like they needed another flavor in the Flintstones and they made up like... (laughs) K. <laughs> vitamin K, like there's, clotting is really complex and vitamin K is necessary for one of the things. So if your dog eats rat poison, like rat poison kills rats because it basically just makes them bleed out internally. It's very gruesome. And if your dog like were accidentally to eat it, they give them these super high doses of vitamin K to try to help the clotting. And it also seems a little too on Brian for vitamin K to be clotting. So the clotting <laughs> agent, it's like something a marketing guy would have thought of. So in any case, uh, <laughs> They gave her that. Now, we had had, when we were in Maryland, we took her to the emergency vet, and she was there all day, which we've talked about, and they did an abdominal ultrasound. They did everything, full workup on her, but they did a full abdominal ultrasound, and there's kind of nothing serious. Like, we all, me and the vet, were expecting there to be a hemangiosarcoma that was bleeding out, nothing in there. Um, You know, there were a few lumps on her spleen and her liver, but it wasn't anything that concerned them. Everything overall looked pretty good in there. <clears throat> so that's just background which will become relevant so yeah so last week i took her in you know nose is still bleeding started around the vitamin G- k gums are white gums have been just white gray which is very bad uh kind of since july mm-hmm. i mean they were really pale when we took her into the emergency vet they had stayed that way and i would check them all the time and they'd occasionally be a little pinker but it was not good and so yeah, so we took her and we started the vitamin K. I don't know that it really helped. Like the nosebleed eventually stopped five days later, but that's not, that's <laughs> not, not impressed correlation by vitamin K. or causation. Yeah. Uh, and so then, so it kind of stopped on Monday. I'm trying to get all my days right. And then Tuesday afternoon. I was, you know, Tuesday, I'm like, okay, well, this is great. She's not bleeding. Like, for the first time in a very long time, we woke up, she's not, like, laying in a puddle of blood that has kind of dripped out of her nose all night. Uh, or sneezed and, like, scattered. I mean, this, the the house, you guys. <laughs> I mean, just blood everywhere. We've gone through, like, eight bottles of hydrogen peroxide trying to save the rugs, which are now ruined, but not because of the Swizz. We will talk about that later. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, so God. so Tuesday, wake up. I go for a run. I come back. I'm kind of hanging out. And then all of a sudden, her start, her nose starts bleeding. And much, 
like normally it's been kind of a drip and you know over over a night if she sleeps the drip accumulates a lot of blood and if yeah. she sneezes it sort of sprays out but it's it has never been like an aggressive gushing nosebleed but it was this time um and then she's kind of vomiting up blood not that she's bleeding into her stomach but this is clearly running down her throat into her stomach and then she's like retching up bloody vomit so okay it's time to go to the vet and so i called i was on the phone with gr dad when this started and because uh, i was in maryland and i was like oh her nose is bleeding a little more and then i was like okay gotta go take care of this like hang up and so i was talking to gr dad on the way to the vet just kind of going like i mean you brought up a very good point which is there's kind of two things going on here one is the nosebleed which like is bad right but she's also having problems independent of the nosebleed. When we took her to the emergency vet in Maryland, her nose wasn't bleeding, but she was up panting all night. She was really uncomfortable. She had the white gums. There was something weird going on, yeah. And she was very uncomfortable uh, on Tuesday mm-hmm. when this happened. Like, I sent a video of her, and it's like, she doesn't like the nose bleeding, but it wasn't really bothersome doesn't really to her. not really notice it, yeah. Yeah, uh, but she was, like, panting a lot. She was upset. And we were both kind of talking and I was like, I just like, this isn't getting better. I don't know what they can do. And it's a lot different than like, I mean, it's not a matter of us cleaning up. Right. But if she's bleeding constantly, like there's something going on. And you had said she looks kind of puffy. And I had absolutely noticed this and just hadn't said anything. Cause like what she looks puffy. Like what the hell does that even mean? But the fact that we both kind of independently noticed it, like that's not good. Like her body felt more, Thick. Round, yeah. yeah. Without, I mean, it's not like she got fat in a week. It's just that retain, retaining fluids or something. No, <laughs> excuse me, because she had also kind of stopped eating, mm-hmm. like not entirely. She would still beg for human food, and if I put like canned chicken on her food, she'd eat the canned chicken, um, and she'd eat some of St. Patrick's food, but she wasn't eating her food. And this is a dog who, you know, up until a couple weeks ago was on the slow feeder, and we took her off that because. It yeah. was too frustrating, and then now she wasn't eating anything. So it's not like she was right getting fat. And so we talked for like 45 minutes, and then Jared had suggested I call our vet in Maryland, who is just wonderful. And, you know, I call it like 5 o'clock, right, in the middle of like all their afternoon patients. And I'm like, is he around? And And he just like comes out of whatever he's doing and gets on the phone with me. Like, yeah. it, Like what a gift to have that guy. And, you know, I'm on the way to our vet here, but basically to be like, tell me what you think. Yeah, because he knows you and you know him. And so when he says something, you know how to evaluate it. Yeah. And so he's like, look, you can try putting her on steroids. Like she's on this anti-inflammatory, which you can't be on with steroids because it causes basically like perforating stomach ulcers. So she'd have to come off that thing and then put her on steroids. But sometimes it makes a big difference. Like you can give that a try. Like yeah. And he has done that with my dog before. Like, let's send, let's put him on steroids and see what happens. And I was like, okay. So I get into the vet here. I tell her, tell her all this stuff. And she's like, well, we can try putting her on steroids. And I was like, funny, you should say that. <laughs> like, uh, but I was so torn because like, she was so uncomfortable I and mean, she was panting hard. She's like bleeding all over the place. 
she's clearly not feeling good. Right. And I'm like, is it worth it? Like, we're going to take her off her current medicine, which, okay, it's not working, but it means she's going to at least be like this for two or three more days. Yeah. And then put her on this other medicine that we have to give two or three days to kick in. So we're talking five more days of being like this. Like, she doesn't seem like she's in a state now that's good. Like, even if she weren't bleeding. She hasn't been herself. For since, sure. Since July. Right? <clears throat> so I... The, our vet here was just so great. I mean, she probably spent half an hour with me basically going, God, I don't know if I want to do this or not. Like, she's like, look, if you want to try everything, this is a thing to try. It's got a 50-50 chance of working. If it works, you might get two more weeks. It might be a couple days. And just me going like, because like my honest feeling was, I don't want to do this. Like, I feel like it's her time. But I also don't want to be that guy who's like, it's not worth it for me like personally to deal with like the difficulties of trying everything. So I'm going to give up before that. Right. Right. Which you're not, but, but it's, it's, it's hard. Some, something everyone worries about. Yeah. Yeah. But I had, you know, when I took her out of the car at the vet, cause she can't jump down by herself. I'd kind of grabbed her with like one hand under her neck and one hand under her belly. And she really didn't like it, which is unusual. Normally she doesn't care. She's been ventilated up and down stairs for months All the time. now. Yeah. And, uh, and the vet was like, you know, when I was palpating her belly, like she seemed kind of sensitive in there. And I'm like, that's new. And she's like, well, if you want, we can do a quick ultrasound on her and just kind of see. And I was like, do it. Like, <laughs> so I'll pay whatever, a yeah, few right. hundred bucks, do the test. Like if, cause if there's something in there that makes this decision way easier. And if there's nothing in there, then I'm in exactly the same position in terms of making the decision. So they went and did the ultrasound and she's like, you know, her spleen is huge. There's tumors all over her spleen. They've spread to the liver. Like if they weren't cancerous, they wouldn't be on the liver. Like this is clearly cancer. And I'm like, we did an ultrasound four weeks ago and her spleen wasn't enlarged. And there, you know, there were a couple little things, but nothing that they were like, oh, you know, it's cancer, it's tumors in there. So, okay, that's the other problem. And she's like, yeah, on the spleen, like they they get big and then they get dark on the inside and the ultrasound because they're bleeding into the tumors. And I was like, well, that explains everything. That's where the blood's going. Because everything, all the tests were coming back pretty close to normal, like a little bit off here and there, but nothing, you know, like I was saying when we talked, nothing like, oh, this system is shutting down. But she's anemic because she's bleeding into these tumors in the spleen. So Poor girl. uh, That sort of made the decision. And, of course, you weren't there. No. but we discussed it. I didn't want to like, with wait to hold hold on yeah. for two more days so I can be there in person. It just seemed so selfish and so unhelpful. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So we, you know, I I kind of with the other dogs, it's like we sort of knew stuff was going on, and we both have been really worried about Swizz, but it it was a very sudden like turn from, okay, there's some annoying concerning stuff going on to like, Oh, she, you know, everything is done. Mm -hmm. Like that is harder in a way. And as far as we know, it had nothing to do with the nosebleeds. No, the nosebleeds are, are sort of another mystery. So it could be, you know, she's bleeding into those tumors and it's using up a lot of her clotting cells basically. And so it makes it harder for who knows. Um, but yeah, so I was with her, um, and I, I don't know. I mean, I think one of the better things that you get when you put them down is that they 
the way that they do it is that they give them propofol first, which is the, it's, if you've ever had surgery, this is probably what you got, like the thing that they give you and they have you count backwards from a hundred to, it just kind of knocks you out before they give you all the other stuff that you get. And so they give that first to the dogs to make sure like they're really totally out asleep. And then they give them the, to the shot that ends everything. And when you're doing it right, and they get that, that's not fair, but like a thing that makes you feel like you have done it right is that you give them that propofol shot and they give it really slowly because it, you know, it can feel kind of weird and cold and like you can kind of taste it like I've had it before in surgeries. So they give it very slow and, and you can see like once it hits their system that all of a sudden like all this pain and discomfort and confusion and anxiety that they've had, like it goes away because that, that stuff makes you feel great, which we've totally (laughs) relaxed. Yeah. Uh, it just takes all of that away. And then you see their face go from what it's been for a long time into just like really like, Oh, finally, (laughs) like peaceful and relaxed. And then they, go to sleep and they they are just asleep at that point that's what that makes that stuff so addictive yeah yeah i mean that's the stuff that michael jackson died from taking yeah i get it it feels very nice uh usually the only time you get that is if you have surgery um and she absolutely was like that like her face just transformed and it she was like so relieved and so peaceful. You didn't really notice how pinched it had been before until yeah. she was relaxed, yeah. Because usually it's like building up, right? And it's been building up with her for a while. And, you know, then you look back, because I, I had sent my mom a, a picture or a video. She texted me while I was at the vet, and I was like, no, things are bad. And uh, I sent her a picture, and she's like, you know, I don't want to tell you what to do, but she absolutely has that look in her face like it's time. Like... Which I, I have found that too. Like I've been able to look at other people's dogs and go like, oh, it is really time for that dog. And, yeah, and, and your mom's had a lot of dogs. I mean, she knows. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that sucks. We had her for nine months. Uh, yeah, she was great. I mean, like well, she was 14 when we got her, right? And so it's like, you know, you know, like it'd be great if they make it to... 17 stupid human nature yeah but you're like why do we have this like hope why do why do we have hope like that i mean it's not necessarily statistically proven right we're not being rational beings we get them like outside their expiration date yeah it's like but no but i have like this whole 70 month thing i freaking be great they could all get to be 20 i'm fine with that i can i can like ignore science yeah, it's just it would ridiculous. Be good. Um, so yeah, like on one <sighs> hand, we we kind of know what we're getting into—that we take in these old dogs or sick dogs or both, and that they're not going to be with us for that long. But it's no. still—I uh, mean, I'm still broken from February. Like I, I know. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So that is the story of Swizz. It was. Uh, yeah, so it was a very aggressive downturn in the afternoon. I mean, I like I don't want to get into all the gory details, but I mean, there was blood everywhere. There was a lot of really bad stuff going on, and 
you know, it, I think it was sudden for everyone. Cause it's like, I mean, I have snaps from that morning where she's like walking around downstairs and like, she looks tired. Yeah, but she's she okay. was getting around. She was getting up and down the stairs if she needed to. I yeah, mean, it was, wagging her tail, yeah. doing fine. Um, so it's not the kind of thing where it's like we were like, oh, well, like not much time left with the Swizz. But, uh, you know, in retrospect, we can go, okay, well, we've kind of known that, like we've, we saw that something was bad in July and we saw that she hasn't really been getting better. But it's easy when you're with them day to day to go like, well, like maybe we were just kind of over worried and maybe it's not that big a deal. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's the Swiss. And now, so. Uh, because misery loves company. So St. Patrick, uh, since we got him, you know, he came with really weak back legs. Like, and, you know, his, his really wonderful fosters who had him before we fostered him, the people who were fostering for the shelter, like, you know, they were like, you know, part of the problem is that like, we've got wood floors, we've got tile floors and his back legs slide out. Like they each slide out to the side because he just doesn't have a lot of strength. That's why we got him the booties. So this has been an ongoing problem and we had him checked and it's basically arthritis in his back. So the, you know, everything is kind of thickened back there and it's pushing on his spinal cord. And so that compresses and basically it compresses the nerves that go to the back legs. And it sounds like them. it's like they're asleep or something. Like it's kind of like that. They would feel like that. They'd feel sort of what's called peripheral neuropathy. They'd feel kind of tingly mm -hmm. and like they're asleep. And like you can't, on one hand, you can't feel as much pain back there. I mean, with people, it can feel kind of burny. Like it can be painful, yeah. but you don't have as much sensation, but you also don't have a lot of control. So they'll feel kind of heavy. You don't have a lot of strength in the muscles. Yeah, like when you... When you when your leg falls asleep and you try to step on it, you can like roll your ankle and you won't notice it. Yeah. You won't feel it, but you yes, can't control yes. it. Yeah. I once had my leg totally fall asleep when I was in bed and like I was I was asleep and I woke up and my leg was also asleep and I didn't notice and I got out of bed and just collapsed to the floor. Yeah. Like one leg worked fine and then the other leg was like, Oh, I don't work totally. at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You should have woken up your leg when you woke up. I know. It was still I didn't asleep. notice. And when I had my B twelve deficiency, I had this kind of peripheral <sighs> neuropathy. Um you know, different cause for it, but there would, I would get to like three in the afternoon and I'd be sitting on the couch, like with my legs out in front of me and feel like I could not lift that leg up if I wanted to. I could, but it felt just like so heavy and tired that I couldn't do it. And it's because the nerves, in my case, the like sheaths of my nerves were dissolving because of my B12 deficiency. Uh, that's fixed now. So, uh, but it sucked. It was terrible. Yeah. So he's basically got a version of that, uh, so that, yeah, less control of his back end. And it's it's been bad the whole time that we've had him. It's been getting worse the last week or two, where I've noticed, like, when he's standing, he's his back legs are kind of in a crouch a little bit, sort of like a German shepherd. Mm -hmm. looks, you see those German shepherds sometimes, where, like, he's not straightening his knees all the way in the back. And so today, a little bit yesterday and then more today, um, his back legs have really kind of stopped working. So he can't really, like if we get him up, he can't stand up if pretty much if he's laying down. Like a Kate, 20% of the time he can stand up by himself. Uh, so he can't really get himself up. And then if we help him get up, if he's walking, he's kind of okay. Like he's not steady. Stiff-legged. Yeah, his his right leg, he doesn't really bend the knee anymore. 
he kind of swings it around like a peg leg, and if he's in one space, he kind of pivots around on it. He keeps it planted and kind of walks with the other three legs. Um, but then if he's standing there, he kind of just falls into a sit. Like his, his back legs just kind of give out, and he falls down, and then he can't really do anything, and then he ends up just kind of collapsing onto his side. So that's not good. No. Uh, so I took him to the vet, and, you know, there's nothing they... They can't fix this, so uh, we've got him on some pain medicine, but not good. Uh, Jared took him out, you know, to have him do his business tonight, and then he pooped, and it was not, like, great quality, which is also something that comes with this. Like, they're, you know, it's the nerves that go everywhere, right? So their their kind of digestive system does not necessarily work right. And then he also can't hold himself up, right? So he went and then fell in it and then it got on his legs. And then we tried to give him a shower to wash him off. Which Even you, under best of conditions, he doesn't like. No, and there's like no traction in the shower. Uh, and he's totally freaked out. I mean, he's freaked out about what's going on with his legs. And then he's also completely freaked out that he's in the shower and falling all over the place. I mean, that was like a... That was a tough job. Re-trauma. Yeah, re-traumatization. He was completely freaked out. You know, ended up laying on his side in the shower, which at least let me wash him, but it was just like complete giving up on life yeah. from him. And then like he laid in shampoo, right? So like the downside, his side that was facing down is totally soapy, but you can't pick him up because it hurts him. I mean, he like lets out yelps of pain because it hurts to... Because his spine's so Pick him up. rigid, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I, we're trying everything that we can. I'm going to call to try some acupuncture on him. We've got him on all the medicine that we can that's going to take the pain away, but... A lot of burgers. A lot of burgers in his future. Yeah. Uh, optimistic Jen says, you know, maybe he kind of fell and aggravated it outside in the yard. I mean, he just falls over in the best of times, <laughs> just trips over something Sometimes and falls. He launches himself down the stairs. <laughs> yeah. And like when we got him groomed, he kept trying to back off the table. I think he really freaked out. And he was, he moved much worse for the day after that. Like I think. It's true. After the grooming, he was freaked and he was, hurt. Ex exactly. He was freaked and hurt. And then, you know, he rested and, and he got better. So now he wasn't like this after the grooming, but, uh, so optimistic Jen says, maybe he did something to himself that I missed, tweaked it. And, uh, and so is, you know, having a really bad day and it'll get a little bit better. And then maybe we've got a month left with him. Uh, and the vet gave him painkiller. Pain. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll, if it's a, a pain kind of issue, that'll help. But it, the problem is it doesn't really seem like that. It seems like a weakness issue like he actually he doesn't seem like he's in a ton of pain he seems pretty happy i mean he was like freaked out in the shower but like he's fine trotting around now looking at himself in the mirror and stuff he seems yeah. like he's back to kind of normal yeah so he so it doesn't actually seem like the pain is a problem for him i mean we're still going to give him everything it won't make it worse um but yeah so we'll treat any pain that's there but it seems much more like the problem is just like he's losing function. Like the arthritis is getting worse. That's going to put more compression on 
his nerves and then stuff's just not gonna work as well. So if that's just what it is, and it's not you know, a temporary flare-up, I mean, even if this is a flare-up, he's still declined, and I'd, I'd maybe say a month. And if it's not, and this is just how it is, I think we got a few days. Mm. I mean, we'll see, right? I, I'm not pushing anything. I just want him to be happy. Yeah, I can't even handle. No, I mean, how stupid. How stupid that we have all these dogs and then two of them potentially in a week. I mean, that's not fair. No, it's, it's not okay. No, I'm returning them all to the dealer. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I, we're at least preparing you for the St. Patrick possibility. We're we're definitely entering the give him everything he wants. Not that we weren't in that phase anyway, but I'm kind of in that all the time. Yeah, fully in. Give him anything and everything. It doesn't matter. Like if he wants a Hershey bar, he can kind of have it at this point phase, because yeah. uh, we don't think he has a ton of time left because he's not doing great. So uh, this will keep my therapist employed for many many more months because I haven't really processed February. We're yeah. losing Queso and Jasmine so close, and then to have two more now is like. I, I mean, we're still, we're still mourning for Shmeeg. I I still am Shmeeg and boyfriend. Like I still cry like every day, and uh, it's just astonishing to lose this many dogs this fast. And I Ugh. I know they're old, but like we did, like we got Maggie and Jasmine in 2016, right? Like we yeah. had a three year run where we were doing great. Yeah. Uh, dear Dad, what are you doing? Picking up papers that you found on the floor and Guac reading them? Guac was going to eat it. Oh, okay. Uh, no, Guac, you cannot eat that. Speaking of, hang on, I need a drink. Miscreant <coughs> Guac. By the way, dry August has been suspended. <laughs> this doesn't count as August. <clears throat> no, no, this is just like... Time, time out. Dark dog time. So. Time out. Okay. Speaking of guac eating stuff, we get two guac things to talk about. One is that I bought three bags of cashews because I don't especially like cashews. I mean, I think they're fine. But there's all these recipes that I have like on Pinterest that require you to make stuff with like soaking freaking cashews. And I'm like, who the hell has cashews? Like apparently vegans have cashews. I am just a vegetarian. So... I was like, but fine, these look like delicious recipes. I will buy a few bags of cashews and like I have time. I soak will, the cashews. I will soak the cashews overnight and I will make these recipes that require the cashews. So I put one bag of cashews in water to soak overnight and put it on the windowsill. And the two other bags of cashews I left on the counter. Cause sealed. Who's gonna eat, sealed. Because who's going to go eat cashews? Like potato chips, sure. Cashews? Guac. Guac apparently is going to eat cashews. <laughs> We came home, this is before you left, came home, both bags of cashews, empty, just the bags on the floor. And then the question is always like, Brody can get up there. Brody has been caught also countersurfing. Yeah. 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 So which one of them did it? Looking looking at both of them real closely. Yeah. Uh, JR Dad's theory was Brody. And then you left. I, they must have done it the day before you left. And yep. then you left. And so then I was taking care of the dogs. And I confirmed with forensic evidence that it was, in fact, Guac who ate all the cashews. All apologies to you, Brody. You, you're a good boy. So fine. He eats cashews. He's <laughs> so fine. That's last week. 
Yeah. This they're, week. They're not poisonous to dogs. It was just a no, lot of calories to, a, for the old guaxter. ton of calories. Uh, a lot of them made it all the way through, though. <laughs> so. so then on Tuesday, it was very suddenly urgent that I had to take Swizz to the vet, right? Like it went from, oh, this is a little bit of a nosebleed to the situation was very dramatic and it was clear we had to go right away. Uh, so I kind of like threw on clothes that I could leave the house in, you know, grabbed my shoes and left with her. So I didn't do a full pass of securing everything. And apparently I left the door to one of the lower cabinets ajar, which is weird. Cause like I hardly ever go in there. Yeah. I, I'm not ready to believe that Guac knows how to open cabinet doors yet. Guac. Uh, but in said cabinet that Guac did gain access to, was a large bag of Dasequin. Let's talk about this. So these are... 84 count. Yeah, joint supplements. They're these super dense, chewy, meat-flavored snacks. Yeah, like 84 count. Uh, that bag costs $75. <laughs> yeah, <'cause laughs> this is, medicine. This is not just your normal bag of treats. This it's is joint medicine. It's like that MCM, that stuff you eat for your knees, I guess. Yeah. So he ate the whole bag and a box of Giardad's crackers. So I come home from Swizz dying to the kitchen with an empty bag of Dasquin. So here's what happens when you overdose on glucosamine. Uh, it's fine. You're not going to die. But it causes a lot of upset in your digestive system. So vomiting and diarrhea, those are the two signs. And they're going to start pretty soon after that's in there. And they're going to last for about 12 hours. So that is what I had to look forward to on the night that Swizz died. I got home. Okay, now we are prepared for 12 hours of guac vomiting. Thankfully, mostly vomiting. And so the volume of treat, just to be clear, it's super dense, these treats. It may have been three pounds or something. I mean, that's a heavy bag. Yeah. Maybe four pounds. I I don't think it was that much. That's like a bag of sugar. It wasn't that much. But like, if you were to put them... It would be like a, like two pint glasses full of treats, but like packed, dense, solid mass yeah. of treats. And so all that's in guac, plus a box of crackers. The size of Rolos, each individual one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so he's got all that in there. He's not looking like he feels good. He's got a <laughs> real, real sad looking face. Hangdog expression. Hangdog expression. And so what he's feeling like he has to do is drink a lot of water. This is bad. This is just preparing for more dramatic activities. So he's like notably drinking a lot of water. In fact, a couple times I went into the bathroom, our bathroom, where the laundry is, and I noticed that like the toilet bowl like basically doesn't have any water in it. And I'm like, that's weird. Like, is there a problem with the pipe? No, it's because Guac's drinking all of it. <laughs> so he came in there at one point, and, like I flushed it again because I'm like, oh, is, is the water kind of draining out? If so, there's a problem. I flush it. Guac starts drinking. He drinks until it's empty. And then I flush it again and he keeps drinking. So he's drinking huge amounts of water. I think water. he's altering the water table when he does that. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets all that water in him and then he vomits. <sighs> and so he vomits up this dark, dark brown liquid because these... You did apologize. There was a disclaimer at the beginning of this one. It's going to be gross. 
because uh, it's these beef flavored dense treats, right? So he's they're like half digested, and so all the water is mixing with that. So it's kind of slimy, brown, and then so he ejects, you know, a quart of water <laughs> slash brown slime, and then like these big like tennis ball sized lumps of treat that are all mashed together. He did this like, I mean four times in the house and then eventually I had to lock him out on the porch like I left the door open and put the baby gate and he just kind of laid there and looked at me and I was like I I went through every towel in the house we have a lot of dog towels and I went through all of those and then all of our white bath towels which thank god for a lot of bleach and a lot of laundry I saved them but I'm like I'm out of towels like I've got you know a couple that I used to dry you and hops off with I you got to puke out on the porch. <laughs> like, and so he, he, of course, like wouldn't puke in the kitchen. I mean, he probably did puke in the kitchen, but he was very happy to puke on the rugs, right? He'd come stand by me. He puked on me one time. He's looking at me and then he's just like, <laughs> and it all comes out at once onto me, onto the rug. And like, I'm good at cleaning rugs, but there is only so much I can do. So we have three new rugs on the way. Uh, or the, fortunately, the rugs were sort of showing some wear anyway, and it was kind of time to replace them. Well, now, now it's it, time. Now, now there's all kinds. I mean, no, you'll see in no the snaps. No debate now. Yeah. <laughs> Just look in the snaps, and you'll be like, oh, there are some big giant stains on <laughs> those rugs. That's from Guac vomiting up the Dasequin. Fortunately, he pretty much got it all out by like 2 a.m. So he looked real bad the next morning. He had a very sad face. I'm sure he still felt like crap. Uh, But the vomiting was done by like 2 a.m. Such a frat boy. I mean, so I was exhausted, right? So I had spent Tuesdays when I finished my run every road in the Keys. It was supposed to be a big day of like personal triumph and celebration. And I I had also pushed like probably a little harder than I should have to finish it on Tuesday. Like I had just kind of been moving for four days. I mean, I I ran an ultra on Saturday. I ran another 15 miles on Sunday. And then I think I did 10 on Monday and 13 on Tuesday. So I was just physically beat. Everything hurt. Like my four feet were sore. I was so tired. And, and then Swizz, And so then emotionally, like, so sad and drained. And then I spend, whatever, eight hours cleaning up. With the guac emergency, with the guac 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 urgency. (laughs) It was was not good. Guac, you're thoughtless. Thoughtless guac. Oh, my God. Think of Jen before you eat the pounds of Dazzlequin. Just stop eating shit, guac. God. Now he's like very pleased with himself. He's back to normal. He's eating his t- he's eating his ball now. He's fine. He's, he's fine. Yeah, he got he's like, like what's up? What's up, guys? <laughs> the next morning he got like some chicken and rice just to be safe. He was fine, and so he was back to his normal food by dinner time. Yeah. So now he's like, can I have a dasiquin? Those are good. <laughs> he's the only one who doesn't get dasiquin. Every other dog actually gets it for their joints. Yeah. Doesn't need it. Well, he's got like, he's got, like three super- months worth. Super lubricated knees now. Hmm. Speaking of guac stories, yeah, this one's from last week after you left. Uh, oh, this was—it's been a really frustrating week. All right, so we're outside. It's daytime, and guac has been getting much better with his recall. Uh, it's, I'm working with him. He's working like he'll 
a lot of times come out of the water just when I call him. And even if he doesn't, like I can go up and get him, which He's before. very smart. Yeah. It was a thing I couldn't do before. So that's good. Um, so I kind of let him out and he had his collar on, hops out and I'm trying to like get everybody out cause I have to take St. Patrick in the elevator and then, you know, getting everybody organized and I hear him bark, 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 barking. And so I kind of run down. I think I, I was like, sorry, St. Patrick, you have to wait and like dash down the stairs. So there's a guy diving for lobsters in the snorkeling, canal right? opera house. Think, yeah. yeah. Snorkeling. Yeah. He doesn't have like scuba gear on, but he's, he's, basically harvesting lobsters in the canal outside of our house. And Guac has been like, I need to protect the house from this man. So he swims out and starts like kind of jumping on top of the guy Good in job, the water. Guac. Like, I'm, bad. I, mean, <laughs> I didn't know this was happening, but I completely approve, of course. Yeah, and then Hops is getting in on it. And then all the other, you know, Swizz and Vink had gotten out at that point. So they're out there barking at the guy. Uh, Guac so, isn't biting him. He's just kind of batting at him he's yeah. just kind of climbing onto him yeah. yeah yeah trying to climb on him and so i keep trying to call guac back and guac's like no there is an intruder mm, this like, is the best so the guy like he's like they scared the hell out of me at first because like i'm underwater and all of a sudden something's jumping on me but he was very nice about it he was fine because yeah, shouldn't be that close to our property <laughs> <laughs> well you have to be careful about this because uh so <laughs> you're taking you're taking the side of the evil with with that fair enough I, it just gets more complicated yeah it does so so i'm like trying to get them and i basically haul guac out of the water haul hops out of the water <laughs> swizz doesn't really care uh and i stick him in the elevator <laughs> and now i gotta get vink out of the water and vink's like this dude is fascinating <laughs> so she's just like not La- swimming laps is what she's doing yeah it's back crazy. and forth around this guy I ended up in, and this guy had a friend who was on a boat who thought this was hilarious that like he'd been attacked by four golden retrievers while he's swimming. So like the friend in the boat's cruising past, I'm trying to get Vink. I had just come back from a run. This must've been Monday and, or when, whenever I just come back from a run every day. And, uh, I had to walk into the water in my running shoes and pick up Vink and throw her <laughs> And while I'm doing that, I hear from the street, hello, hey, excuse me. It's our insane across the street neighbor. This is not the crazy neighbor we've done the podcast about. This is a different crazy neighbor. This one is levels worse. Like, Oh, she's really bad. She's really Orders bad. of magnitude, I think you, because you say, you scientists call it. Orders I of do. magnitude worse. Yeah, I mean, she... She's one of those people who, like, you know, calls the county on anyone who pisses her off. Uh, like, she's called ICE on a Hispanic guy who lives in the neighborhood. He's, he's an American citizen, right? But she just calls ICE to, like, she's harass him. really, yeah, bad news. And she, she, she'll, like, chase down the garbage disposal to, to tell him something about... The garbage about man, yeah. How, ...how it was not to her satisfaction or something, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we... When we were up in Maryland, like, the day we came back, it rained... And our mailbox was tilted weird, so there was water in our mailbox. So she just took all of our mail out. That was wet. Yeah. And then she came to Ingo the next day. She's like, here, I took your mail out of your mailbox. I dried it for you. And you're like, you took our mail? And she's like, I thought you would be thankful. Yeah. I guess I'm not doing you any favors anymore. I was like, you took the mail out of our mailbox. And she's like, well, it was all wet. I dried it for you. I was like, eee. I mean, she, she... I think all she does is sit, I feel like she just sits up in her house with binoculars and watches what we do. Yeah, it feels like it. It sure feels like it. I mean, she knows 
every, like she, like one day last week, like Thursday last week, she's like, I got home from a run and she's like, the trash guys have already come because I didn't put the trash out because like there wasn't much trash. They come twice a week here. Right. And you had left. There just wasn't much. And I was like, but like, why are you why like, you oh, care? you missed the trash guy. Like, I'm not, I didn't bring it up. I'm not saying anything about it. I wasn't going towards my trash. Like, you just have to be like, I noticed that you didn't put trash out today. Yep. People don't be like this. She thinks she's being helpful. And what she's being is a nosy creep. Like, <laughs> leave me the fuck alone. Yeah, no comments about our, our stuff, please. Yeah, so uh, we're getting a tree barrier put up. Getting for, another hedge. <laughs> you know, dropping a bunch more money we don't have to put up another. Because, hey, the wall of palms has worked very well with the neighbor on that other side. Yep. Like, they're also very nosy. Out of sight, out of mind. It really, really does work. It really has worked. And so we're going to get some of that on the other side. We have more to talk about off podcast about another idea i have that. <laughs> uh, but that's that's kind of i don't know does it involve thorns and spikes <laughs> that's my defense so anyway this so i'm trying to get the dogs out of the water and this lady is standing at our fence yelling at our front fe- like, front fence she can't get in 100 the yards away yeah. yeah so i'm like in a minute <laughs> like and i'm like i'm not rushing this nonsense i'm dealing There's with two dogs in the elevator there's a dog swimming laps you know, go get Vink out of the water, put her in the elevator, bring her up, dry everybody off. Lady's still out there. She's so got can, nothing to do. I go out and I was like, what do you need? She's like, they're not allowed to Ugh. be out there like taking lobsters from your space. This The ordinance says this and there's a fish and wildlife guy who lives across the canal from me. And I've had people who do this. And when I had a dog, he used to do this. And I'm like, how do you know? So, I mean... We have our, she lives across the street. And so then there's the street and then there's the fence and then there's the front yard. And then our, there's our house and then there's the backyard and the water. You can't see very well. Like our cars are parked under the house. This is, this does lend me, make me think there may be a binoculars involved. She had to have binoculars involved. Like there's uh. no way you would have been able, if you were just standing at the street, you couldn't see I mean, there's no way you could see this guy diving. You couldn't see what was going on. Like, she clearly is like, oh, <laughs> I need to get involved in this thing. And like, she, fuck, like when the dogs go out in the front, like if she's out in her front yard, like Swizz would always go bark at her. And I'd be like, Swizz, stop it. Swizz, come in. And she's, she always calls to them. So if I'm like trying to train Guac, like get him to come in, she's always like, puppy, puppy, come here, puppy. It's a totally passive aggressive thing. I just don't I'm think I'm trying to yeah. get him to come in, right? And she's calling him over. And then if they bark, like we try very hard not to have the dogs who bark all the time, right? And so if they bark, I'm like, no, no, we don't do barking. And she's like, oh, they're just doing their job. She says that all the time. And oh, it, so yeah, it's so infuriating. This the wall of trees too is going to be so good. Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so she calls me over and then is giving me this lecture about how I can call the sheriff on this guy because he's taking lobsters too close to our property line. So like this is why, dear dad, like I don't want you. I'm like, not calling anyone. It's fine. I don't want you bitching about them because then you're just like that lady version two. Oh. You don't want to be like that. You don't want to be 75 years old and like that lady. You don't want to be like that. I know. Just let the I'm guy not. take the lobsters. You eat the lobsters. I'm not. I'm just saying. I'm not calling anyone. I'm not talking I'm about happy calling. I'm guac, you know, stepped on him. In your mind. Yeah. You just got to be like, I'm fine with those people being out there. Like, of course, we don't want them to come on our beach. But like, whatever, you're eating the lobster that they're catching. 
Not directly. They didn't give me their lobster. <laughs> this is a very meta. This is a very economist oh approach. God. It's not that like you find it morally repugnant that people harvest lobster. As a man who eats lobster, I know it's complicated. <laughs> I'm just saying that like it's a slippery slope to be like they they need to respect like my lobsters like they're taking my lobsters. No, 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 no. I, it does bother me when they're too close to our beach. Because I've realized they can, like, come onto our beach and take stuff. I mean, anyone could just walk like from our the kayak. water. Yeah. Yes. But it bothers not, me. They're not doing that. I know. So it's okay. Okay. Just, I'm just saying. It, if you start saying stuff that sounds like the thing the crazy, crazy lady across the street would say, it's a sign that maybe it's not a thing you should say. Fair enough. Or think. Okay. Okay. We don't, we don't, I don't want her. I don't want to live with her. I <laughs> Understood. <laughs> uh, so that was a whole thing too, right? I'm like soaking. I'm tired from a run. Now my feet are soaking wet. I am pissed off at the dogs for like not listening to me. Yeah, maybe even after your eight hour run. Who knows? She has to come over and yell at me. I just tried to kill a mosquito on my phone and it was just the mosquito emoji. <laughs> That's where my brain is today. I tried That's to- great. Did you kill it? <laughs> still still there now it's there's highlighted no, there's so. no splattered mosquito emoji that you could substitute because that would be satisfying <sighs> that would be a good one okay next thing on the list i told you i have a long list you have notes uh cbgb's attempt on my life cb last gb is a sneaky stealthy killer Mm-hmm. very innocent looking but deadly so cb's afraid of thunder and his response to thunder is to try to literally come inhabit my skin. He freaks out. He freaks out. He crawls up on, not not just me, whichever human happens to be close, which has been me lately, and then like digs his claws in. He, he, if you were standing there, he'd try to climb up you, I think. He absolutely would. That's what he does. Uh, and, you know, I put in the snaps this week, like we put the thunder shirt on, we put the spray on, I give him Xanax, I give him melatonin. It... It maybe takes it down 10% all of that together. It doesn't help a ton. So last night there were thunderstorms. Fine. I didn't give him any of the stuff because I had done it like the last three nights. And, and I'm like, it hasn't really helped much. But in retrospect, I should have because he slept through the night, the nights that I gave him all the stuff. The Xanax, I think, eventually does kind of oh, knock yeah. him out. Last night, I was up until like two. Who knows? I I've got a lot to do. My focus has sucked kind of since March, but especially, and now it's like the end of the summer semester. I've got all this other stuff that's also due. So I was like sort of panicked about all the things I had neglected and was behind on. So I was kind of up doing stuff until like two, obviously still upset about the Swizz, and then just like collapsed into bed, exhausted. And at some point in the middle of the night, there must have been some thunder. I mean, the way the weather works down here is that there's all these like little thunderstorms that'll just kind of pop up and pass over. It rains for like five minutes. Uh, But it can sometimes thunder for half an hour, even if it never rains, because there's a storm, you know, five miles off passing by. Um, So I think there was a storm in the middle of the night. I don't really remember because I was asleep, (laughs) but I was asleep face down, uh, I don't start that way normally, but I sometimes end up that way. So I'm like face down with my head turned sideways and, and CB's kind of freaking out, right? Like I can, I probably picked him up and put him on the bed. I don't remember doing that, but he, he did get up on the bed at some he point. He can jump up. He just doesn't want to yeah. sometimes. So he, 
he may have jumped up. I may have put him up. I remember him kind of trying to lick my face at some point. I'm petting him, you know, at some point trying to calm him down. But I'm, you know, 99% asleep. And at some point, I do remember him doing a classic CB thing, which is so like I'm laying normal position, you know, face down, head on the pillow. And he puts two feet. So he stands on top of me, right, kind of perpendicular to me. So he's got two feet kind of on the edge of the bed and his front two feet and his back two feet in the middle of the bed. And then he lays down across my back. You and he make a cross. We make, yeah, like a little plus sign. Mm -hmm. And, And I'm like, whatever, fine. I'm sleeping. And then at some point in my dream, I'm unable to breathe in my dream. I'm trying to draw in a breath and there's just no breath coming in. And I wake up. And then I'm like, <gasps> I'm trying to this breathe in. Terrible. There's no breath coming into me. And it, it, I've had pneumonia. It doesn't feel like I'm sick. It doesn't feel like anything is wrong. I just can't get any breath in. And then I realize it's because I have 100 pounds of He's dog. He's rolled onto your chest. Like entirely, like the, there's the bed, my lungs, <laughs> and CB in a stack. Lung sandwich. <laughs> entirely on them. So I'm like... I can I'm literally dying. I cannot breathe. I need to get this dog off and of he's me. He's like, are you, why aren't you, why'd you stop petting me? And I'm face down, right? <laughs> so like my hands are like above my head. Oh man. Like under the pillow, CB's on my back. So I can't really push him. So I had to just kind of like heave myself over, like ugh, throw him off under the middle of the bed so I could breathe again. I'm sure he looked, he acted all indignant and complaining about it. <laughs> he was like, what are you moving me for? I mean, it's the, the first time I understood that like you can sit on someone's chest and kill them. Because you could do that as a human, which I know is a thing that, like, you know, I listen to all this murder stuff. Like, oh, I yeah. Think they, they have to, like, just sit there for a while. They, they just have to sit there for a while. But that's essentially what he was doing. He was being a boa constrictor. If he had not moved and I hadn't been able to get him off, I would have died. I mean, I mean, I don't feel like I was actually close to death, but, like. Not being able to draw a breath is not Could not, not good. get a breath in. No, it was very scary yeah. uh, to, like, first have it manifesting in my dream and then to wake up and go, like. I'm mean, trying to be like, <gasps> oh, geez. like try really hard. Nope, can't get a breath. And then Brody. realize, oh, I really can't breathe. We got to unload a lot more, Brody. <laughs> so thing number 52 on the list, the Brody and Lodi update. I weighed him yesterday, 93.6. Oh, that's good. Now, GR Dad, it's because you've been gone for two weeks. So I saw you give him. Oh, now it's two weeks. <laughs> Ten days. I saw you give him a tortilla chip. Yes. At dinner, knock that shit off. I gave Jared one Dad. to Guac and I gave one to Chief. He Brody. can't have them. My the Gen diet, the GR mom diet, has been very effective. I mean, He's I don't want him to kill pounds. you with his weight. I almost died, and you want him to be more effective at of that killing tortilla me. Tortilla chip. Yes. Yes. Stop it. <laughs> No, he's doing he's doing good. I mean, it's a uh, like I really haven't given him anything. It's been a little aesthetic around here. Aesthetic. It's simple. It's been Spartan. Spartan. That's a good one. Uh, yeah. I mean, I haven't been giving him carrots. I haven't really... Very few snacks. Like, I just haven't been giving... We did give waffles one day, but... Uh, yeah, so it's been a very light 10 days. I mean, I, we weighed him before, you know, a few days before you left. So it kind of has been two weeks since the last weigh-in. Uh, but yeah, so he's down to 93.6, which is good. That's great. Yeah, he had plateaued for a while at 95 point something. T- turns so. out it's still too much for your poor chest. He's, he's got a, at least 10 more to go. Oh, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
uh, but it's working, so that's good. Mm-hmm. He's still kind of round. Uh, Vankenhops, you are angel dogs, and I'm sorry if I've ever had any bad thoughts about you. Thank you for not doing anything Vink bad or still standard angels. weird. Yeah. <laughs> She's in her own little world. Very strange. Uh, I guess the Vink and Hops news is that like we have a TikTok now. It's the Golden Ratio 4. I do not promise to post I mean, there. You have a TikTok. I don't even know what that is. We, being the Golden Ratio 4, have a TikTok. Uh, I'm age, age barred from TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not allowed to touch it. Nobody needs TikTok because I'm cross-posting all the videos to the snaps and also to Instagram, so you won't miss it. You know, I'll, you'll, I'll put all of those videos someplace else so you don't need TikTok, but... If you're on TikTok, we're the Golden Ratio 4 on there. Um, I did it basically because TikTok makes it really easy to like pick a song and then it plays the song while you like do a dance with it. So I was like, I do dances with the dogs all the time. I will make a 15 second, second video every now and then with me dancing with the dogs if I want to distract myself. So it, it could be months in between posts over there. Who knows? Um, Jen dances with dogs. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will probably... I actually do kind of have one saved in my draft folder that doesn't have much of me in it at all. Do you want to see it to your dad? Secret? Pause podcast. Sure. All right, that's good, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I handed the phone to dear dad. And I was like, here, it's in my draft folder. And he's like, I, it's not doing anything. <laughs> I <laughs> pushed it. something and it went to settings. I said, you're too old for TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> anyway i was joking now you're being serious <laughs> i don't think so you just you're laughing about, it. <laughs> about <laughs> it uh it wasn't even a bit i just fucked it up okay all right tiktok there you go just before it gets banned this is good this I is know. good i've been doing a ton of media about it yeah about someone, TikTok getting someone banned. actually asked me to talk about this so uh you know the the concern coming out of the white house slash White House adjacent people about TikTok is that it is a threat to national security. That's what they say. This is essentially bullshit. Like, this is me, Professor Jen, telling you stuff that I've told the media. Um, I mean, sure, they collect a lot of personal data about you, but no more than any other app does. I mean, especially if you're on social media, they have way more. uh, And then all that data that you're... Like if you put your phone number in, right, which you do for most Facebook apps. Facebook is, is worse Facebook than any is the worst. app anywhere. Absolutely no question. Uh, and then, you know, if your phone number's in there, it, get, it gets linked back to these sort of third-party databases that have data from all these different services. So there's these huge profiles of you. TikTok is no bigger threat than anything else. And then the concern that the administration has with it is that, well, it's a Chinese company, and there absolutely is a lot of Chinese let's say, interference or influence from the government on private companies. TikTok's a private company, um, but that's, it means a much different thing in China. There's no evidence that says TikTok is giving any information about non-Chinese citizens to the government. In fact, there's a lot of evidence that they aren't, like they store that data someplace else. Um, so while it's not like out of the realm of possibility that like, the Chinese government potentially could find a way to get access to this data. The same is true with all the data from Facebook, whatever. In fact, we know that Facebook has leaked data about users to hostile foreign governments who have used it in bad ways. So there's kind of no unique threat posed by TikTok at all. Nope. Um, no, I think there's like a general big threat posed by all of this stuff that's very bad, right? Like I think uh, the fact that they can have all this data about us, the stuff they can do with it, like should be illegal 
is really problematic. We need better protections about it. So that's not to say like, oh yeah, TikTok, not a threat at all. It's just TikTok, no, no threat bigger or different than any other not threat. Not unique, not, no. not worse. Yeah. No, and even the, the China connection, not really different than, like the threat posed by that connection is not really different than the threat from any of these other services. So, so uh, if you're comfortable with other social media, there's no reason to be less comfortable with TikTok. Uh, if you want to hear all about Jen's suggestions on how to protect yourself from this, Audible is our sponsor, audibletrial.com slash the golden ratio, and you can get my course taking control of your personal data, uh, which you can actually get for free if you go through our link and sign up for Audible. You get a free thing, and so you can get that, yeah. um, which is like 12 things that I did, and it talks all about settings that you can do and ways that you can protect that. So we don't need to do that now. But basically, there's no reason to be more freaked out about TikTok than anything else. And you should be freaked out about everything, but don't freak out more about TikTok. Could be because of Sarah Cooper. Yeah, I, I do like the theory that, well, you were getting a little political, but that, yeah, Sarah Cooper, who's hilarious and makes fun of Trump, she's on TikTok and that he wants to ban it just to shut her up. I think that's a very funny theory. She'll I, go to, like, some other medium. I, I don't think it's at all true, but I think it's a funny theory. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next thing on the list. I, you know what? I've got one thing that we don't need to do today, and I'm going to save it for next time, because this is already, like, a two-hour podcast. <laughs> Hey, well, this is like overtime. Yeah. You don't have to pay extra for this gold content, no. for this pure gold. All right. We have three, three and a half conch life stories to talk about. We have the hurricane, the mosquitoes, and your lawyer story. Yeah. Although I don't have that pulled up, so I'll get, I'll prepare for that. All right. That. Well, I'll, I'll start going then. Okay. Yeah. So we are straight in the center of the path for tropical depression 13, which is forecast to become a hurricane before it comes before it makes landfall on Sunday or Monday. Uh, fortunately, I mean, who knows? It's kind of, even though it's Thursday night when we're recording this, it's still a little far out in hurricane land. Um, it looks like it's going to, the eye of the hurricane is going to pass north of us. So it looks like it'll be more in Key Largo, which like it's the Keys and the Keys aren't that big, but they're actually very long. So, uh, and there's more wind on the north end of hurricanes, or at least on this one, than the south side. So it's going to pass north of us. Um, so we'll see what happens, but we're likely not going to get the worst of it. It doesn't look like it's going to be a super strong hurricane, at least as of the last forecast when it hits Key Largo. Uh, you know, 55 mile an hour winds maybe, which it gets a lot worse than that. Um, and we're not going to get anything close to that strong. It sounds like, uh, Let's see, check in the latest updates. Pulling up hurricanes.gov here. It's yeah. not yet named, right? It's not. No, it's not a tropical storm yet. And there's two, actually. So it's it's interesting. Like, when you look at the map, there's tropical depression 13 and 14. Uh, 14 is kind of south of us. Now it's between, like, Cuba and Central America. So it's going to come up in the Gulf and kind of hit Texas, Louisiana. And then 13 is going to hit Florida. And so if you look at the maps, like, you want to track one hurricane, there's actually two hurricane tracks, like, right next to each other because they're both making landfall in the U.S. at the same time, which is, like, very 2020. Um, but, yeah, in any case, it looks like we're not going to get the worst of it. Of course, you know, hurricanes move all the time and their tracks change, but um, the the track has been pretty consistently for the last day, including the the last update uh, north of us. So hopefully we'll be okay, but we'll 
show, show you all our hurricane preparations as we get them done tomorrow and Saturday, including duct taping our front door. Uh, so you guys have noticed that we got a new front door, which is great. It, it's got glass in it, high impact hurricane glass, so it will be protected. Uh, it lets in a lot more light, but they haven't finished. We're getting all the windows replaced with hurricane windows in the house whenever they get to us. They put the door in, but because it has to get inspected, they haven't finished it. And so there's literally like a half inch gap between the door frame and the house where it's all like bolted in and secured, but they haven't like sealed it up yet. And so like we've got painting tape over it now just to keep bugs from crawling in. <laughs> but if there's like a hurricane, our painter's tape's not going to cut it. So we're using gorilla tape <laughs> <laughs> to basically keep the wind <laughs> and the water out. We could, we could make an ad for gorilla tape if this works. It'd be like, stands against a hurricane. Get you know, flex tape did an ad with that. Do you, I don't know if you remember this. It was only on for a little while, and it was someplace that had a lot of flooding, and some guy had flex-taped closed the door to, like, his store on some street that flooded, and he didn't get any flooding because ah. the flex-tape kept, like, the main street flooded, right, like it does in Annapolis sometimes. The main street flooded. He had flex-taped the door closed. Nice. None of the water came in, and so it was a very compelling flex tape commercial that you see all this flooding in the in the neighbor places and then his is totally dry so uh <laughs> hopefully our gorilla tape will perform well uh especially since we took the hurricane shutters off that door because we thought it would be done by now whatever yeah, it's the keys okay uh you want to do your story or should i do the mosquitoes do you know the mosquitoes do you know about them yeah, I yeah. think so. I mean, this is the same story. Yeah, yeah go yeah. ahead. Yeah. Okay, so we're getting like a mobilian genetically modified mosquitoes released in the Florida Keys as like a test project. Male. Male, yes. So uh, we have all kinds of problems down here from mosquitoes in the Keys, all the tropical mosquito diseases. Zika. Definitely a lot of Zika. And then we are currently in the middle of a dengue fever outbreak. So it's more up in Key Largo, uh, though I've been up there every weekend running made it out without dengue um but yeah so we have real and like big kudos to the uh mosquito control district i mean they do a great job they fly a black hawk and spray they do and they moved their their black hawk is normally based in marathon which is like right in the middle of the keys at the airport that we fly out of like when we fly our plane and uh, fly somebody else's plane. We did not buy a plane. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they moved it and like based it up in the high school parking lot with like a refueling truck in, in Key, Key Largo, Largo yeah. so they can just fly it over there. And I was reading a thing today about the mosquito release. So this is the 80s Egypti, which is the mosquito that you know and hate. Uh, that's, that's the mosquito that carries all these diseases. And it's actually a really small percentage of the mosquitoes in the keys it's like 10 percent of the keys mosquitoes but it gets like 60 percent of the mosquito control district's budget because it's the one that causes all the problems so they have these genetically modified mosquitoes where the males breed with the females and then they produce the female offspring die I believe is that the female offspring die they can produce more male offspring who will go on to continue to breed but oh, the interesting. Female so you're just unbalancing die. it completely. They, they may, the female offspring may be sterile. Uh -huh. So you kind of get one round of female offspring and then no more. But it basically prevents more female offspring, but the genetic modifications stay. So it makes more male mosquitoes. And they're 
genetic modification stay, but that doesn't make viable female mosquitoes. So it could be that, I think it, yeah. Anyway, that's the idea. So basically you get, the female mosquitoes are the ones that bite. Like male mosquitoes eat nectar. They don't bite people. The female ones bite and they, uh, they bite and lay eggs spread and make, disease. More, yeah, make yeah. more mosquitoes. So this, this is getting rid of the female ones. And, um, they did a test in Brazil and it's interesting, like it works and it has this big cutback in the number of diseases and the number of mosquitoes. But then they found like eventually that they were kind of cross breeds, life finds a way Jurassic park kind of thing, uh, where there were viable female mosquitoes that had genetics from some of the genetically modified ones. Oh, okay. Uh, doesn't seem like it hurt anything. I mean, they didn't end up being 100 feet tall and smashing no. buildings or anything. I mean, no, no, no. That no. would be notable. It didn't seem to, like, make anybody sick, and it didn't seem like they were more resistant to pesticides or any treatment, but this is the thing that people who are really worried about it are. And look, I mean, I'm, I respect the position of people who are super worried about this. Like, having read the stuff, it, it seems pretty, like, safe and well-tested. Yeah. understanding that when you release a bunch of things to try to fix a problem, stuff can always go wrong. But man, like stuff's already going wrong with Zika and dengue and whatever. So I'm kind of excited about it. Um, there's people with billboards and all sorts of stuff that are really pissed off about it. But uh, I'm, I, for one, am all for trying to kill all the fuckers. I don't like being bitten by mosquitoes, and I really don't like being bitten by mosquitoes when there's dengue fever, it's which is really... what, breakback break fever. Break bone fever. Break bone fever. Yeah. It feels like you're going to break your bones. Or hemorrhagic dengue fever. Uh, also, no, hemorrhagic anything, not good. No, no. Nope. Uh, so anyway, Bad. maybe I'll catch one and and put a picture of it on the snaps. What, a sterile male? A genetically modified male mosquito. I don't how, think there's... How I don't can think you, you tell? tell. <laughs> I don't think you can tell. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'll just take a picture and I'll be like... Don't know if this is a male or a female, but check out this mosquito. There aren't plenty around. Uh, okay, there you go. That's my. I don't catch. Stories. I splat them. <laughs> okay, let me let me do one more side note on this since the podcast going on forever. Uh, Charlie Barons, who is freaking hilarious, he does the uh, the minute to walk minute. The school of Ope is him on on YouTube. Um, so if you just look up Charlie Barons, he did a really hilarious mosquito sketch where it's like mosquito goes to a therapist Therapy, yeah. and he dresses up in this super cheesy mosquito <laughs> costume he made in his house and it's the mosquito talking to a therapist uh it's like three minutes and it's totally worth your time so yeah look up charlie barons on youtube and you'll find it it's a more recent video of yeah his. and you mu it doesn't make mosquitoes any more sympathetic than they already aren't nope no and it's <laughs> it's very satisfying this guy's a jerk yeah <laughs> <laughs> as well as a disease rat <laughs> all right your turn. Lawyer, Florida Keys lawyer story. Yeah, funny that. Yeah. So a Broward County attorney was jailed Monday morning after Florida Keys deputies say she led them on a high-speed chase through Marathon. But nothing that unusual for the Keys. No. Nope. This is actually from the Miami Herald. Which is unusual that our little county gets covered up there. Yeah, but she's from Broward County, so maybe that's, maybe that's the, yeah. the connection. When she finally pulled over after her Lexus spun out of control, <laughs> Monroe County deputies say she had to be forced out of the car at gunpoint. Now, that's more unusual. And even yeah. before exiting the car and being cuffed, she inched her car forward toward one of the deputies, according to the arrest report. <laughs> oh, such a bad Not idea. a good idea. Um, yeah, Miss Sanders, 38, faces felony fleeing and eluding police, felony drug possession, and misdemeanor driving under the influence, refusing to accept a citation and obstruction charges. Fine. 
The drug charge against the plantation attorney is because of four doses of cannabis-infused gummy worms deputies found inside a purse on the passenger seat of the Lexus. All right, look, I mean, I get that, like... It's kind of cute. That is a law, (laughs) but man, like, that's, that's a little... That's... This is why, not to get political again, I love this idea that, like, some counties are floating of transferring, uh, like, traffic law enforcement to, like, the Department of Transportation instead of the cops. Because it's, like, I would love, like, if if a person gets caught speeding and, like, neither of us use any drugs, right? Like, we don't use pot or edibles or whatever. But, like, if someone gets pulled over for speeding and then you get, like, busted and arrested because you've got a joint in your car, like, it just seems like such bullshit that, like, your life is going to get, like, so messed up for what's a pretty minor infraction. Yep. Because, like, oh, they get access to your car and whatever. So, like, I get that that they can do this, and they're enforcing the laws that absolutely are on the books here. But, man, you got four edible gummy bears, and her life's going to be seriously fucked. Gummy worms. Oh, sorry. Well, then she deserves everything that she's got. <laughs> I mean, who knows how long these gummy worms That's were. That's true. It could be one of those, like, five-pound gummy <laughs> it's like worms. a giant worm. Yeah. Okay, continue. I'm sorry. No, I, I agree with, with your... Assessment. Anyway, so according to Deputy Deputy Herdecki's report, we've heard him. There's only a few deputies in Deputy Herdecki shows up in a lot of our Monroe stories. County. He yeah. clocked Sanders driving the Lexus 80 miles an hour in a 45 mile zone <laughs> of US one around 12:30 a.m. So you got nighttime. Oh, you got flying down. I mean, one. there's a ton of cops in and Marathon. 80 is outrageous. Oh, people people sure. will go 55, and that's technically, I mean, that's speeding. And this is, I mean, I know we talk about this, but just for those of you who aren't keeping our geography in your heads, like, Marathon's like a, a small town, right? There's a Home Depot, there's grocery stores. Like, this isn't, you're kind of in the mangroves and nothing else. Like, there's all sorts of stores and restaurants yeah. and hotels and stuff up there. Like, it's, the speed limit's 45, and a lot of it's 35, because there's a lot of people yeah. around yeah so deputy radecki pulled behind her with his overhead car lights on as she slowed down but then she accelerated to 90 miles an hour <laughs> he wrote in his report the lexus then turned right onto knight's key boulevard you know because you've run on it yes that's the one uh, right by the seven mile bridge like with the sunset cafe oh that goes nowhere it goes it's just there's there's a road and then it just like oh, it's like a letter right P. so she was heading north yeah, yeah. Okay. It's like a letter P. So you turn onto the road and then you can just go around a little circle and come back out of the road. So you're fucking trapped. Yeah, you turn was, onto Knight's Key as Road. As with everything, you're just stuck. I yeah. mean, you're not going anywhere. The chase continued on residential streets until Sanders lost control of her car. Mm. Questionable whether she ever had control of her yeah. car in the first <laughs> I'm place. kidding. So he cuffed her and then Hradecki and, other, and another deputy said Sanders showed several signs of impairment and smelled strongly of alcohol. Mm-hmm. She also began to say the names of celebrities, according to the report. So during this is, uh, this is a quote. During the encounter, Rena was shouting obscenities at deputies and began to name off famous actors such as Dwayne the Rock Johnson, <laughs> Owen Wilson, and Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Her this is from the police report. <laughs> when asked why she fled from me, Rena st- stated she was scared. I mean, that's probably so true. So they took Sanders to the Marathon st- Sheriff's Office substation mm-hmm. where she asked where she asked when she would be going back to her hotel, according to the report. I advised her she was going to jail on a litany of charges. 
She insisted she was not going to jail and insisted we get pizza. <laughs> Radecki said. Uh, now I kind of like her. She again talked about how she hung out with multiple celebrities and said she worked for a big law firm. Oh. That's a really good thing to yeah. say to a deputy. Yeah. 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 So medics arrived to treat scrapes to her knees that her directly said were from her being taken to the ground and cuffed when she refused to get out of her car. But she refused medical attention, saying she would bandage them herself when she got back to her hotel. <laughs> With I, the pizza. I, I again advised her she was not she was going to jail, to which she stated, no, she was not. <laughs> she, re- <laughs> she refused to submit to a blood alcohol test at the substation, according to the report. Mm-hmm. So she went to jail. <laughs> Wait, but she said she wasn't going. <laughs> but no, I'm How not. How did she end up there? I mean, that's a good strategy. When the deputy says you're going to jail, you just go, no, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, like, it's not really because it did not work. If you have the last word, though, maybe he didn't let her have the last uh, word. If hmm. she says not last, maybe he, he <laughs> she would have won. That's why he had to keep correcting her. Oh, uh, I see. And let's go get pizza. <laughs> she sounds a little out of it. No kidding. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, that was a, and like, yeah. Don't don't try to tell a deputy you work at a big law firm and you hang out with celebrities. I don't know how that that can ever go well for you. I mean, I also like that Jared had discovered the story story through your like Florida law newsletter. Yeah, right? it's like, like Florida Law Three Hundred and Sixty yeah. or something has this picks this right up, right? That's so funny because I'm sure they explained what law firm it was and everything. I mean, it's it's a oops. very public oops. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, you get a German word of the week. Well, I was going to do Hundeverordnung. Yeah, it's a good one. Because there's talk that a ger- well, one of the German ministers, I don't know, a minister for dogs, probably because they have <laughs> ministers for different things over there, uh, has suggested that they make it a law that you have to walk your dog twice a day. Yeah, Hundeverordnung is sort of like dog ordinance. Yes, it's a dog ordinance. Yeah. So they make a Hundeverordnung which says you have to walk your dogs twice a day. And everyone's like, that's stupid. <laughs> Either, you know, my dog is you know, six inches long and doesn't want to go for a walk. I think it's like you have to walk them twice, two times an hour or so, like for an hour of time. You have to have adequate, you know, the idea behind it is you're supposed to give your dogs adequate outside time. Yeah. But of course, being German, you can't leave it at that idea and just tell people to do that. No, no has to be freaking a Hundeverordnung, which means you have to make it a law and it has to be carefully stated and there's regulations and exceptions and i mean it's just silly so i i don't think it'll pass hopefully and get anywhere because it's so micromanaging and intrusive but you know he's making a lot of enemies just suggesting (laughs) it like that can you imagine people are like how are you going to enforce this because in germany like you expect the laws to actually be complied neighbors got to check on their neighbors you don't just yeah that's right you have everyone reporting each other for like you only went for half an hour (laughs) your dog was still jumping around so clearly you've Mm. violated the hundeverordnung it's terrible it's sound yeah it's just bad so i'm hoping it goes nowhere but but you know that that the attitude there is still like the state regulates many things and uh you expect all the laws to be complied with and enforced well in a future podcast if there is a hundeverordnung put in place we will discuss it here. we'll take on dogs seeking asylum <laughs> dog <laughs> owners right. seeking asylum you german who like can't have your dog anymore because you can't walk it enough send it to us my dog has 
arthritis now from all the walks that I have to bring him on. Just mail your dog to 1107 <laughs> Key Plaza, number 202, Key West, Florida, 33040. Yes, thank you very much. Okay. Thanks for listening to our long and sad podcast, but, you know, there is a lot of other stuff in there that hopefully lifted you out of your sadness. Palate cleansers. Yes. Um, hopefully there won't be a lot more sadness. This one costs extra, guys. This is so long. This, so long. This, you have to pay double for this double, podcast. Double nothing. Double nothing. Still nothing. Just go to audibletrial.com slash golden ratio if you haven't and sign up. Sign up and then cancel it. We get money. Yeah, but then they can listen to your course. You can listen to my course for free, and then you can be like, this Audible thing's stupid, and I still get 25 bucks. Ooh. Yeah, right? Yeah. All right, well, until next week, wear a mask, and don't bite anyone unless don't they ask you to. Don't bite anyone, although I'm starting to believe just start chomping on people. It's, it's, it may not <laughs> Nothing matter. Matters. It may not matter. Bye. Bye.